doing social media, I'm just starting up. I think I was probably close to a few thousand followers on TikTok and uh, still trying to figure that out too. Cause now mm-hmm. I'm stuck with both of these responsibilities, medical school and the people who are following me and mm-hmm. want content. I would say, um, wait, time out before we get too deep into this. So were you starting off with like <laughs> dance videos or was it like, like what, what was your need? Hey, 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 welcome back to Just Doing Life with your favorite host, me. Um, shoot, sorry, my phone's going off. Um, Megan, your favorite host. Yes, it's Just Doing Life. And today I've got episode whatever, 36 maybe, 36, I don't, I don't actually know. But it is the first interview of season two, even though honestly, it, like there's no, <laughs> there's definitely like no difference in my season two, which is I guess... I, I, maybe it was like a marketing stunt on my behalf. Season two, it's like new, improved, nothing's improved. Actually, no, this was a fantastic episode. Um, I've got a great episode for you guys here. Um, I bring in Johnny, who's a medical student, and he's one of those people who just seemingly does it all. He's got medical school, he's got a side hustle, he's famous on TikTok, like, he, he's got it going for him. So, if you feel bad about yourself already, just wait until the end of this episode. No, I'm totally kidding, totally kidding. He shares a lot of great stories about um, his uphill battle to to get here, where here meaning his life, <laughs> where he is today, and shares like how he struggled with the MCAT, how he um, just struggled to get in in general, and um, just held up faith that it was going to work out and maintain that persistence as he continued on. So, um, what do we talk about? We talk about self doubt, persistence, um, his you know, combining his passions of medical school, like nutrition, all of that with his passion of fitness. So he just got a lot going for him. It's really a great episode. And um, in all honesty, I feel like I went maybe a little bit too hard on some of the questions. I was editing this and I was like, oh my gosh. I Like at one point, it almost sounded like I was trying to be like, why didn't you just give up? You know, which was so bad, but amazing story he's got here. So um, shout out to him for handling those questions like a champ. But before I get into that, it's funny because I'm talking about how this guy's got it all figured out and seems extremely put together. Um, Yet, literally the week before, guys, I had the biggest mental breakdown I've had in a very long time. And I'm just sharing this because I know sometimes on the outside, it seems like people are put together and have it figured out. Uh, That's assuming that you think I have it figured out on the outside. And I think you guys all know I'm a little bit insane. So maybe not. But just a reminder, like it is okay. So basically, my dear father was taking me car shopping. Yes, I'm looking for a new car. And we were just like talking about life on the way to the dealership. Um, Like what my goals are not even goals, just what like I want to do next. Um, career-wise, what I want to do next, living-wise, um, as far as, you know, you guys know, I always want to live somewhere new. Um, so <laughs> I guess I was just in a funk, you know, and he hit a nerve, not in like an intentional hit a nerve way, but just opened the floodgates evidently because I started bawling on the way to this car dealership. And he's like, then doesn't know what to do because I don't know. He doesn't know how to deal with a 24-year-old who has emotions. And um, we literally uh, get out of the car at one point and he's, I'm trying to like calm myself down, whatever. And I'm standing by the car at the dealership, right? Like wiping the tears from my eyes. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. And 
I turned to him and he's like, Meg, you're still crying. <laughs> so he got back in the car. Needless to say, your girl Meg did not buy a car that day. But you know what? It's fine. We're moving. Uh, we're moving and grooving. I'm no longer on the verge of a mental break. So that's great. Just a friendly reminder that it's okay. Like life can be tough sometimes. Sometimes it seems like you got figured out one day and then the next you might just go through the go through the emotions. So, um, that's that's just my story. Anyways, let's get to the episode. All right, here's Johnny. Hi, everybody. I've got Johnny here with me today. Johnny, if you want to go ahead and just give a little bit of an introduction where you are um, living, where you're from, hobbies, just keep the career stuff for later. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Johnny. I'm from upstate New York, a little town called Green. It's right outside of Binghamton. Um, went to college at Ithaca College, got my undergrad in health sciences, a little bit of a chemistry minor thrown in there too. Um, and now I'm currently at Lake Erie College of Medicine here in Elmira, finishing my, well, just starting my second year of medical school. Feels like I'm finishing it. We've been, it's, been a, it's been a long process, that's for sure. But I'm here in Elmira um, doing my social media and just learning as much stuff as possible. Love it. Love it. Um, awesome. Well, I know you've got lots to talk about, so we'll just get into things. Um, I, I feel like I kind of know your background because I did stalk your TikTok a little bit and just like prep myself. But I'm going to hit you with some basic questions here. So first off, take me through what you were thinking you wanted to pursue um, in high school. So that, that's a tricky question. Um, so little background of my high school is... It's a small school. I graduated with 70 people. Um, oh, wow. Always, okay. I had like 3,500 in my class. So that's a very big, very big difference. It's, it's definitely different, especially coming from a small town. But um, I was always pretty good at school. But I knew going into my senior year, I was kind of tired of it. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, so I actually joined a program called New Visions. And that allowed me to go into the hospital and work one-on-one -on -one with doctors. And I got to see a bunch of amazing, amazing stuff. Um, anywhere from the ER, working on codes to primary care, just regular checkups, orthopedic surgery. Um, so I had, I had a great time with that. And I was able to take in a lot of experience at 15 years old. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. And um you know, I remember there's one vivid memory I have is, you know, being a teenager in the ER when, when they're throwing a coat, it's, it's quite, quite an experience, especially being so young um, and having my buddy there too. It was just, I felt the adrenaline. I felt like there was a lot of stuff going on and um, I, it definitely, it made me want to follow it. I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to do with it, whether I wanted to become a PA, a doc. I just knew I wanted to be in healthcare. Okay. Um, well, and did you have people around you that were kind of pushing you into that? Did you have like relatives or anything that uh, sparked your interest in healthcare or was it really just you showed up for that internship or whatever that well, was program? Truthfully, truthfully, it was, it was my mom. So going into senior year, again, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I, did, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but she worked um, at a local school next to us and she, her school offered that program. And she's like, if you don't do the medicine one, you can do the law one. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about law. Um, so mm -hmm. she actually, she kind of pushed me into it. And there was a whole interview process. Um, you had to have a certain GPA. You had to do a one-on-one -on -one interview. 
Um, so I was able to attend and again, I had a great time and I learned so much and it really led me onto the path of where I am right now. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's so valuable having those types of experiences when you're so young. Cause I know you go into college, a lot of people don't have like, and no one tells them to try out different jobs, or different career paths. So you have your classic like career fair, but no one pays attention to that in high school. So having some sort of foundation to get an idea of what you want to do is so valuable at that young age. Absolutely. It was extremely valuable. I mean, it literally led me to where I am today and I'm mm-hmm. so very grateful for all those opportunities. And I am curious to where it's going to lead me in my future. Truthfully. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So you figured that out a little bit in high school and then you go off to school. Um, remind me where you went to college. I went to Ithaca College. Ithaca College. Okay. So going into college, did you declare a major right away? Was your, your path forward, you know, healthcare, whether I know you said you didn't know if you wanted to do like MD or PA, but were you pretty much set, set up for that track? So I knew I wanted to do something in healthcare. I just wasn't sure entirely what yet. So I was actually mm-hmm. on a little bit of an exploratory major for my first two years. Um, and again, I kind of struggled back and forth of, you know, PA, doc, like where do I, where do I fit in this healthcare field? Um, so it took me a little bit of time, but one, one way or another, um, I, I ended up picking the, the doctorate, but it definitely came with some trials and tribulations. Um, but after my sophomore year, I had to declare a major and that's where I declared mm-hmm. health sciences pre-med with, I'll call it a chemistry minor. I was like half a credit away from it. Okay. Um, I do the same thing. I had bio and I'm like, I was a double major bio, but I wasn't like technically. <laughs> Might as well. I didn't have a graduation anyway. So I can. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> I was fighting COVID. So but yeah, sophomore year, I, um, I, I declared a major in health science pre-med. Um, and then throughout my four years at Ithaca, I was playing football as well. I was very, very blessed to have four seasons, very successful seasons, no injuries. Um, and I ended up leading a team as a captain my senior year. It was, it was a great um, experience that I had. So yeah, through time management and again, just wanting to be occupied with something. Um, so learning all of those sciences was great. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed chemistry, enjoyed all of those sciences, but I knew I wanted something different out of it because you go to undergrad, you learn all the sciences, but I needed a little bit more clinically based. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so throughout all four years, were you still dead set on medicine? Yeah. Um, truthfully, my sophomore year, I ended up losing my little cousin to diabetes. He was 14 years old. Gosh, um, I'm sorry. Went, went, oh, don't be sorry. This is all part of the story. Um, mm-hmm. But he went undiagnosed and truthfully, it, it really showed me that people can fall through the cracks of healthcare. And I felt the need to help in a way and to somehow fill that gap. And I think that's really where it started me on my journey to, to become a doctor and to apply to medical school. Um, but again, the, the journey into medical school was not an easy one and mm-hmm. we can get into that later, but that, that was really the turning point for me, just seeing um, someone so close to you fall through the, gra- the gaps of what seems to be such good medicine here in the US. We have some great, great technology and great physicians, but it happens, there's, there's, there's some issues with it. So I think that really yeah. led me into pursuing the DO that I'm- Interesting, yeah. So I know people pursuing medicine, there's a lot of different avenues you can take. And, and if you don't know the answer to this question, it's kind of like a, a big question, but was there anything 
and you that was saying like pursue healthcare administration versus pursuing the medicine itself because I think like personally for myself I, I'm very interested in healthcare and I don't know which way to take it and I think there are a lot of pros and cons to each avenue so if you go the administration route you know some of those cracks that you're talking about with that's within the healthcare system of the United States I mean there's so much to be fixed and a lot of that comes from policy or you know working your way up a corporate ladder um, so how did you feel like your role and your personality would best be served within a physician role? And again, I'm sorry, that's like a very large question, <laughs> um, but if you can answer it. I, I, I definitely thought of it. Um, and I know that when I graduate and become a resident, I want the one-on-one interaction. I've always been a people person. I, I love talking to people. I love hearing people's stories and getting to know people better. And I think being a physician, you have such an opportunity to do so. You, you really able to go in depth with your patients and it, it, at least how we're trained as, and we'll talk about this too, uh, I'm in a DO school. So it's a little bit more holistic. It's, um, we're, we're really patient-based. We really like to press for um, mentality, spirituality, and then your physicality as well. Um, but I know going, through this progress, I or through this process, that the initial years of me being a physician, I want the one-on-one interaction. I want to be able mm-hmm. to speak to people and hear people's stories and help them and fix them. That being said, twenty years down the road, maybe policy is for me. Uh, it's yeah. something that's always interested me, um, and I have a, a few close friends who um, are into that masters of public health, and and I'm able to talk to them pretty often. So it's definitely interesting and. I think eventually if I, if I get enough patient time and I, you know, I feel like I did enough on the grounds that maybe I can move into policy at some point, but yeah. truthfully for you, I mean, it really depends on, are you able to, I mean, obviously you have a podcast and you're able to talk to people, but do you want to hear people complain all day long in mm-hmm. those things? So obviously administration is a little bit more business oriented, but um, being one-on-one in medicine, you're, you're right on the front ground. So you, you get it all. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think I forget too that like you can take it so many different ways. So, you know, just because you're going into medical school now doesn't mean that, you know, 20 years down the road, you might be totally flipping um, what you're doing. But I think that's great. Okay, so you're senior now. Take me through what was going on in your head, second semester, senior year. COVID, was it, were you a COVID grad, you said? So 2020 ish. Um, What was going on? Um, so going into my senior season, I took my two MCATs, which is kind of like the gatekeeper exam to get into medical school. Not really studying for it. Um, didn't do well. But that being said, I went through the process. And I, was, I ended up being declined from 20, 20 different schools. And I got through my season. I had a great season, All-American season, team captain, like living the dream of that. And at the same time, like getting these declines every single day, these schools reaching out and I'm trying to figure out my life. I, I don't know. I spent these four years wanting to become a physician. And now that I'm, I'm facing it, um, I'm, there's a little bit of resistance. Um, so as, as the year progressed, um, obviously COVID came up in about March. Um, and then I ended up graduating, but I was actually declined from every single school I applied to. So it put me into a little bit of a sticky situation. I wasn't sure where my life was going to take me, mm-hmm. um, but I, I ended up pushing through. Um, but going into COVID, 
I knew I had to take a gap year because I knew I wanted to become a physician. There was just, there was nothing stopping me. If I had to take a gap year, I had to take a gap year. Um, so I ended up going back to school. I went and got my EMS certification and I became, um, became an EMS and I did that for a year. And what, a, what, what an experience that was for me. Um, just being able to see emergencies, different psych calls and, and drug overdoses. And you, you really get to see a lot of different things and seeing those people in such vulnerable states, it really gives you a little bit more perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so that year, um, I ended up taking the MCAT two more times at $600 a pop. So I'm, Goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm into this with money. Yeah. And everything. <laughs> yeah. And um, the 20 applications before then aren't too uh, cheap either. So you were dead set. Oh, hundred percent. And that, you know, I ended up doing it right back again and I took the MCAT two more times on that fourth time I scored highest, highest I could grab for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I applied to 20 different schools and one by one, just decline, decline, decline. And I was getting really down on myself. I, I, I definitely went through a little bit of a period of uh, self-doubt. You know, you spend all this time working towards something and you're really facing that resistance. Um, but I ended up being put on a wait list to a few schools. So I was, I was trying to put my, my eggs in those baskets, really hoping that a school would let me um, in just because of the MCAT. The MCAT was the only thing mm-hmm. holding me back. I had a great GPA. My resume was great. A lot of volunteering. Um, mm-hmm. So right down to the wire, June ro- rolls around. Medical school starts in August, right in early August. I, and it was August 4th when school started here in Lake Com. Um, and I remember I was at work. It was August 4th. And they were supposed to let me know that day. It was the first day of class. Hadn't heard anything. I'm calling. Hadn't heard anything. Nothing. So they right up till the end, nothing. I'm not even receiving mm-hmm. email back. Um, and Lecom was the only one holding on to me at that point. Um, a week later, like four days into class, they gave me a call. I was at work and uh, they're like, someone dropped out. You can fill the spot. Would you like to take it? We need to know now because you need to be here for class like tomorrow. Like on the phone, you need your decision in this second. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so I ended up saying yes. It, it, was, it was quite the... Uh, so much pressure was relieved because it, oh my I really, god I just got goosebumps like <laughs> thinking about that that's crazy so I ended up getting the call I said yes obviously I hadn't worked this hard for nothing mm-hmm. um so I ended up moving thankfully the campus is only about an hour and a half from my home um so I picked up all my stuff and I moved the next day and I started class the next day and I oh tell my you what, god talk about time management when you miss five days of lecture and it's all anatomy, embryology, histology, you, you can miss a lot of material. So mm-hmm. I was really thrown into the fire, but very grateful I was thrown in at that point. Oh my God. I have so many questions just hearing that, like my anxiety level, just listening to that story is through the roof right now. That's unbelievable. So they gave you no, no notice, nothing. <laughs> and did they give you any sort of like, I, I like, get out of jail free cards with the first exam or anything since you missed the first five days of class like how did that work oh it's funny we actually had so i i was accepted thursday i started class friday so it was was four days lecture i missed um so i didn't have any of the programming until that monday and that monday we had a quiz it was my first anatomy quiz and i'm 
hearing from Friday that the professor is saying that this is going to be the hardest quiz you take. It's all this information. So I had the weekend to learn as much as I possibly could. I ended up taking the quiz. I scored 20 points above average. I was so happy and giddy. And then the professor said, well, you guys did so bad on it. I'm going to drop this grade. Oh, so, my God. <laughs> at the end of the day, no, there, there are no uh, get, out, get out of jail free cards in medical school. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. I can't. So so through that summer, were you I know you said you were like calling to check in and everything, but had it crossed your mind at all? Like, OK, you know what? This this year is a scratch. I'm going to just focus on next year and see what I can do to improve or whatever this year. I, I held on right to the very end. They yeah. told me the first day that they would reach out. Um, and after just bombarding them with calls and emails and I didn't hear anything, I think it was that day when they first started classes and I hadn't heard anything. I was like, all right, it, it's time to, um, to, to do something different. And that was mm-hmm. actually the time that my brother pushed me into getting into TikTok. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my, my backup plan is if I had to take another gap year, I would push the social media Mm-hmm. as much as I could. Um, I would actually end up go and get a master's from one of the programs that LeCom had to offer, a public health master's. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was the backup plan. I would have gotten my okay. master's in social media. Um, but long story. But it worked short, out well. So you're, you're here. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So I want to go back to, to the MCAT portion. I know this might be a, a soft subject for you, but um, Failing two times, or I don't know what failing, what you constitute as failing, but not doing well two times, having to take it, what, a total of four. At any point, did you think like, okay, maybe this is not my destiny? And again, I know this might be a short subject, so like we don't have to get too into it, but I think there's such like a fine balance between knowing when you should keep pushing for something and then when something just might not be in the cards for you and like playing to your strengths and realizing what you're capable of, not saying that people aren't capable of anything they set their eyes on. But there are some things that I think we have to, you know, reflect on and think, you know, is this really the best path forward for me? So at any point in those, the tests where you like, all right, Johnny, this is time to pack it up and go for something else. It's a great question, but I, you have to imagine, I worked for four years learning all of this biology and chemistry mm-hmm. and all of these in genetics and these subjects so in depth. I was going to do it and I, I was going to take it right until they did not allow you to take the MCAT anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say it's either four, I believe it's four times. You can take the MCAT only four times. So after that third time, I was like, I don't love this score, but I'll take it one more time. Just, mm-hmm. just a bitter end. Um, and it, it was enough to scratch in, but I don't know. I, I've never been the person to quit. I, mm-hmm. I've never been the person to um, be fearful of, of challenging or challenges or resistance. Um, so truthfully, I, I really did see it as a challenge. It was definitely one of the, the greatest challenges that I've overcome, but mm-hmm. it, it goes to show you that persistent consistency and just having your mindset on something, anything is possible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you said you, you went back to school then too, and you did the emergency medicine, all of that stuff. Um, I'm a big believer in like things happen for a reason. And it sure sounds like this was a great step in your, your path forward. And you got to experience like all those cool scenarios that you might be saying, um, in medicine today, how do you think that kind of changed your vantage point on medicine and what you kind of want to deliver in your practice? 
So working EMS, you're, you're really getting down and dirty. I mean, you're, you're going into people's homes. You're, you're seeing what people's living conditions are. You're, you just, you're really getting the story mm -hmm. from firsthand perspective. And I know that me doing EMS was the best thing possible for me. I know that everything works out for a reason. I have good faith in that. And it definitely did because the amount of communication that I was able to harbor, just being one-on-one -on -one with patients, when you're, when you're in the back of that truck and it's just you and the patient, like you are taking care of that patient. So it obviously put a lot of pressure on me, but a lot of good pressure because it allowed me to grow. It allowed me to further develop my communication skills and mm -hmm. my uh, humanistic side of myself. Um, and, and truthfully, just seeing the raw, uncut, um, stories of people and, and how are they presenting in all this stuff? Like I would not give it back for anything. Yeah. I love that. And I know you said patient experience and the one-to-one -one patient contact was huge for you. So I'm sure that like reinvigorated your desire to pursue medicine, which is awesome. Absolutely. That's I love that. So, okay. We're at the hurrah. You're in medical school. Tell me what you're doing now. I feel like I see you doing 80 million things of the medical school. So take me through kind of your journey up until this point. So going back, I did start the social media. I ended up starting the social media a little bit before I was accepted. That was, that okay. was the backup. So I get accepted into medical school. I'm, I'm learning all this information. We're doing anatomy in 14 weeks. We learn the whole human body in 14 weeks. We're talking every bone, muscle, artery, vein, nerve, all of it. I have to know all of it. So I'm balancing this and I'm balancing uh doing social media. I'm just starting up. I think I was probably close to a few thousand followers on TikTok and uh, still trying to figure that out too. Cause now mm -hmm. I'm stuck with both of these responsibilities, medical school and the people who are following me and mm -hmm. want content. I would say, um, wait, time out before we get too deep into this. So were you starting off with like <laughs> dance videos or was it like, like, what, what was your niche? Um, my niche initially was just workouts. Um, okay we can we can get into that too i definitely <laughs> love so much through social media um but yeah i just started out with workouts um it's a little cringe looking back on them but i was just trying to make it happen and truthfully uh shout out to my brother my little brother who pushed me into it and i would not have the success i have today if he did not push me into it and continue to push me to keep posting every single day mm -hmm. all around Awesome. Okay. So, so you're not a dancer, you're a, a fitness guy. So you started that and then getting through your 14 weeks of anatomy, were you still, you were still pursuing social media at this point? Yeah. So we're still, still, still pursuing. Okay. Um, I ended up posting a video while I was in, in my first semester and it was a women's glute workout. And I was just girls eat that up. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get on the algorithm. I was trying to see uh -huh. if that pop up on the for you page. Um, and, and the video went viral. It, it had like 4.4 million views. And I just ended up with all of these followers. And now <laughs> I'm really invested into this. Um, so I did women's workouts for a bit for probably four or five months. I was doing okay. women's workouts. And I was growing a lot of popularity. It gave me a great base. Um, I was just trying to put out great content for them. Um, but that was going into my second semester. And then I started playing around with some nutrition stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it's been a long process. Um, 
truthfully, the nutrition stuff is pretty recent for me. Um, but yeah, I started with the workouts and okay. Okay. Very cool. Okay. So how, I guess we can kind of get into this too, as you talk about your nutrition stuff and all, all of that, but how do you prioritize everything going on? Because I know medical school isn't easy. I've heard the horror stories. And then you obviously have this other passion with social media. Obviously you're a go-getter. Like I, it's very clear. You, you go for what you want, but at any point, were you thinking like, I'm trying to do too much or were you, was it more so I'm going to make it work? I think initially, most likely my first semester, I was like, wow, this is, this is a lot learning mm-hmm. all this anatomy and posting all the time. Um, but right around November, my brother and one of my best friends, we, we started getting on these meetings every night and we'd sit there and we'd talk about certain stuff. Um, and we ended up developing a company going into my, um, in about January of 2021, we start we ended up starting a company. Um, throughout that whole time, I've had support and between my brother running social media and my, my friend, Jake, I call him my manager because he is my <laughs> manager. I've always had support. So it's not like I was going through all of this um, blindfolded in a way. I always mm-hmm. had people to support me or to lead me in the right direction, especially with the social media side of it. I can handle the medical school side of it, mm-hmm. but just the ideas and stuff on social media I've always had just a great support system. So I don't think I ever had any doubt in it, Um, but it did take a lot of learning and being thrown into the fire of how to manage time of, you know, I'm currently taking 40 credits of class on top of posting every Mm -hmm. single day and getting those clipped up and also running a business as well. There's a lot to it. Um, But I think over time, as you consistently have that stress and pressure on you you're just able to bend a little bit more and and fight a little bit more under all that pressure Mm -hmm. so do you think that that's something that you're just built with like personality wise that or do you think that's something that you can actively work on because I've had a lot of guests on here and I think there's very clearly some some differences in personalities and like people who are motivated versus not and I do think that part of it is in my opinion is pretty internal Um, that being said, you know, everyone can again, achieve what they really set their minds to, but do you think at all part of your ability to handle all this is just like an innate ability for, for lack of better word or, or something about, you know, the way you were raised? I think it's, it's a fine mix. So obviously the experiences that you grow up having and the people who raise you are a big influence on how you are, um, and, and how you grow up to be. But once you reach your teenage years, going into your 20s, that's when you're really, you're around a social group. And I think the people that you surround yourself with is really a reflection of how hard you can you can go. Because again, going back to that, that support, um, I didn't always have the answer being a teenager. I didn't always have the answer, but as I grew older and I got through college, I started growing this social support a little bit more and more. And I really started to condense down on the people who were in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think obviously it, it's the people around you and, and what, you're, um, what, you're, what you're taking from them is obviously big. And, and two, I do think it, it is experience, but there's one thing 
if there's one thing I do really, really well is that I'm consistent as I possibly can every single mm-hmm. day. Um, and if you're not consistent, you're not really going to see results. And, and that's just period, flat out. If you cannot be consistent, you're not going to see results. And that goes mm-hmm. with anything. Um, with me studying, with me coaching people with weight loss, me doing social media, like even the social media is a great example. I worked on that for a year and a half without any sort of real, real traction. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, you know, I've grown it to where I am today, but it took a lot of time and a lot mm-hmm. of consistent days. Um, and I think anyone can do what I do if you're consistent enough. I, I dare you to try to be as consistent as me because mm-hmm. it's hard. But once you get into a pattern where you're, you're every day, like you're going through it and you, you know, you have specific tasks that you need to do, you can become unstoppable. You can learn how to be like this. It took me a, until I was about 22 years old to figure it out. But I, mm-hmm. I feel like I finally figured it out. I don't know. It seems like you had a lot of it figured out when you were younger, but, <laughs> but I do appreciate the, the words of wisdom and support. I, I love that. And I love that people aspect that you pulled in because I think that's something that a lot of people lose and forget to go find again, you know, right after college, you're in this big community, you were with sports, you know, you've got these communities around you who are like-minded people, you know, building you up, getting you to where you want to go, but then it all ends, you know, everyone graduates in the end of spring and then you're lost. And I think that's a big piece that people are missing. And I think reminding listeners that having, finding that however you can is, is huge to your success. So I really, I really love that. Absolutely. And I think too, you know, besides the consistency, understanding that your hard work will pay off and that mm-hmm. consistency. Um, but I also really try to practice positivity, no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, I'm always going to say good morning, have a good night, fist bumps in the gym, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Because if you can have a positive impact on that one person, just one person a day, it's all, it's all it takes is one person. You have that positive influence, it's all going to build up over time and you will eventually start seeing the great things that come out of being so positive and being so friendly with people. So I really, I I challenge you viewers at home to definitely practice as much positivity as you can. And also as much self positive talk, that's a whole other thing. Um, Mm -hmm. If you can't be confident in what you're doing and having some sort of purpose and and goal throughout life and, and supporting yourself, it's going to be really hard for um, you to move forward in such a successful and successful way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. In the final minutes here, take me, you said business, you jumped over that whole, like started a business in January. What's that? What, what is that doing now? So during my gap year, again, I told you, I like to work on things. So during my gap year, when I was taking my EMS courses, I would come home at night and I would work on workouts and nutrition guides it's something for yourself or for like for friends and family it it was initially for myself after football season i i was a little bit bigger i put on a bunch of weight i found like 40 pounds um i put on 60 pounds total from freshman year to senior year of college just because of the position i played etc um but i put on all this weight and i knew i was at like 250 pounds i'm like i need to lose this weight there's there's no reason for me to have this weight um, so I just started messing around with different nutrition stuff and, and different recipes. And I ended up losing weight. And every time I made a different meal, I would write it down. And then eventually my mom caught on. So I, w- I was living with my mom at the time and she really wanted to pursue her weight loss journey. And there's one thing about my mom. She's a great cook, but she's a picky eater. 
and she's now down a hundred pounds. She's happier and healthier. Oh my she, gosh, it's amazing. She she's absolutely just killing it. So shout out to my mom, but she is a big <laughs> eater. So I was kind of her nutrition coach, and we were um, locked up in COVID. So every single meal that I made her, I just sat there and I wrote down, and at the same time, I'm writing all these workouts out. And come January, my brother, very artistic and, and creative. This was during the big NFT run. He's like, I really want to do an NFT. I want to, I want to make my own art and, and put it online. I'm like, okay, how is it going to be different than every other NFT out there? And I ended up dropping the idea. I'm like, let's attach my workout guides to it and we'll call them muscle dummies. He ended up coming up with a name, but mm -hmm. even this on my shirt, like it's one of one, there's, he all hand drew it. It was quite the process. Um, so it started as an NFT and people would be able to buy it and then get access to all of my programs, all of my weight loss, my, my, my workouts. Um, and then the crash came, the crash, the crash mm -hmm. came hard. Um, so people were a little skeptic about NFTs, but we didn't really care because we knew we had a, we had a goal and it was to really start maximizing health and pushing health as best we can. And that's why now that I have this social media, my brother also has a few hundred thousand followers as well. Um, we're really able to maximize health. And, and this is really just a brand of what we represent. Um, mm -hmm. We'll actually start a podcast here. M most likely tomorrow or tonight, we'll probably figure it out. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Welcome, so. to the, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it's been a lot, but it, th this is really our brand. So we have an NFT with it, but we're actually doing um, major updates to our sites. So you can get access to all my plans there. Um, but truthfully, we want to bring a, a company that is all about positivity and just enhancing and maximizing health. Because you being in the gym, you being a muscle dummy, you're going to live a better life because you're more healthy and because mm -hmm. you're getting to the gym. And that means your mentality is going to be better. And you're just going to be able to be more self-aware as you take care of your health and live longer lives. So this is really just the brand it represents. Um, there's a lot of big updates coming, um, but it, it's a work in progress. Again, we've been working on it for about a, almost almost a full year now, so it, it's been a that's process. crazy. I I feel like you can you're like the way you're talking about it all. It's like you're just doing it all. It's it's amazing, and I hear it like people with again the horror stories in medical school and and not being able to just handle that. So the fact that you're doing all of this on top of that is incredible. Is there? It's not too bad. I promise you're you're <laughs> just from anatomy. Other than that, yeah, yeah. The first fourteen weeks. Um. Well, that's that's super cool. So so now you're balancing. The, those are like your two main priorities, I would assume. You've got well, I guess three. So you're you're obviously still big into the fitness, social media. You've got your muscle dummies, and then medical school. Is this kind of where you see the trajectory of your next, you know, two years as you finish out medical school mm -hmm. and then on to residency or whatever you do with it? Yeah, so actually, um, in June, I take my board exam. Going to third oh, year school, I will be uh, rotating. I'll be a little mini doctor running around, learning as much stuff as possible. So the trajectory, it, it's not, it's a little uncharted at this at this rate. But um, yeah, I mean, we're going to continue to push everything that we've been doing for the past year. And um, I'm excited to see where it takes us, truthfully. Mm -hmm. um, I hope my social media keeps going so I can continue to give people great nutrition ideas and just ways to be healthier. And at the end of the day, when I'm a physician, if I can 
reach as many people as possible, you know, make my job easier because people will be healthier. And that's really, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's all we could ever want. That's all I ever want. And that's really why I feel like I pursue medicine. Yeah, that's amazing. It all comes full circle. I always tell the audience, like it always comes full circle from, from day one. So I love, I love all of this. Um, okay. My Zoom is about to kick me off. I've got a minute and a half. If you want to plug all your socials, get more followers. I can't guarantee that everyone's going to run and follow, but please plug your social media here. Yeah. You can follow me at Johnny Haddock on Instagram and TikTok and make sure to check out at muscle dummies underscore muscle or underscore after the muscle um, muscle dummies. And yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to continue to push the health and make sure people are living as healthy as possible. Thank you so much for having me. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I can't, can't thank you enough for fitting into your busy schedule. So can't wait to run it back. Awesome. See you later, Donnie. Alrighty people. Um, did you like that little jingle I just put in there? That's new season two, right? A season two upgrade. Um, that was a fantastic episode, as I said. Um, I'm sure you noticed, again, the questions were very deep, and I'm so impressed by his ability to give a very well-thought-out answer and not, like, succumb to me basically saying, how did you not give up, or why did you not give up? Um, he, you know, struggled with the MCAT. For those of you guys who aren't in healthcare or medicine, MCAT is a very challenging... It's, like, the LSAT bar, or, like, I'd even say, like, a bar level. Like, just an insanely challenging exam um that basically blocks you from getting into med school and so the fact that he took it four times to continue to push for this dream that he had to be a physician um I just think is is so so impactful and the fact that on top of that he was pursuing all these other different avenues I think it's so impressive to have one very big hope goal hope goal dream and to continue to pursue things outside of that because a lot of our time is invested in that one area and for him to have been able to look elsewhere as well like it was just I just really loved it um on top of that I also think I I like I never understand people who have I tried to get at it with that one question about asking about like internal personality um like the ability to continue to keep moving and keep chugging along I have met some people who have that like innate and I I think it's an innate ability I honestly I really do think it is because there's certain people who it just shows that they are the most driven dedicated people I've ever met and it's it's gotta tell me it's something in the genes like tell me it's something I think this is just my way of saying how do I get there I need the genes and then it's just an excuse for myself (laughs) because I I hear these stories and like it's just mind-boggling, you know? So like I said, I told you guys at the beginning of this episode that you might walk away from here thinking like, holy shit, what am I doing with my life? I, I hope I hope you're not. Actually, I hope you're walking away from it saying, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Because that's what Johnny did and look at where he's at now. He's got, he's got, like, he's doing what I want to do. I want to be TikTok famous and this guy's got TikTok famous after posting a booty workout. Like, maybe that, maybe that's what I need to do. Start posting some, nah, just kidding. All right. So, um, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. Hope this got you going on the right side of the bed. Probably that just made no sense, but I hope you guys have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening. As always, forward this along. Send it to whoever you think needs a little pick-me-up. Anyone who needs a little bit of inspiration as to what they're doing with their lives or, you know, just some, uh, some good messages as they maybe take the MCAT four times. Oh, 
I also posted everything, all of his information in the bio. So if you want to check it out, go for it. And yeah. Hashtag what now Megan. Hashtag just doing live. All right. Grab the bowl by its horn. See ya.